0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, Donald Perkins looks at where America is in Bible prophecy. Friends, make plans today to join us at one of our upcoming events. Our first event of the new year is coming up February 16th and 17th in the Tampa Bay, Florida area. And then, Lord willing, Tri-Cities, Tennessee will be next up, March 8th and 9th. There, at the special events, you'll learn the latest details on the march toward a one-world system. Biblical mysteries will be uncovered. And you'll learn how to have true spiritual victory in the Invisible War on the Saints. Biblical artifacts from Israel will be on display, with an archaeologist ready to answer your questions. Friday and Saturday, February 16th and 17th, at Hicks Road Baptist Church. Call 1-800-652-1144 for more information or visit the events page at swrc.com. Tickets for this special event are free, but seating is limited. Don't be left behind. Register today 1-800-652-1144. Last October, Donald Perkins was a speaker at our Columbus, Ohio conference. Today, we're going to listen to a portion of his presentation from that conference that answered the question, Is America in Bible Prophecy? Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Perkins.
1: Well, I greet you in the wonderful name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and truly it's a privilege uh, and an honor to be here. I never take for granted the opportunity to stand before God's people. So my message this afternoon is America in Bible Prophecy. I want you to bow your hearts as we ask the Lord to bless His Word. Father God, it's first of all a privilege first as we stand before you, the creator of all life. It's an honor, dear God, to be a son. Lord, it's a privilege today to stand before your people. And Lord, I ask as we go into the word today by your Holy Spirit, I ask that you would open the scriptures to our hearts. And Lord, make plain to us, dear God, your word. Dissolve doubts, remove fears, oh God, and Lord, help us to see wonderful things out of your law. Now, Lord, we come against every scheme, every strategy of the enemy to try to hinder the word today. And again, we just ask, Lord, for an open heaven. And we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, we're going to answer the question, is America in Bible prophecy? And as a prophecy teacher, uh, believe it or not, I've been teaching July this year, made 42 years of teaching Bible prophecy. And uh, if anybody wants to find their country, to God be the glory. Uh, If anybody wants to find his country in in prophecy, I am one of those guys that want to find America. But we're going to answer this question. We're going to see some amazing things. Now, I'm a topical teacher. Going to give you a number of topics we're going to look at. First of all, we're going to look at views of America's place in prophecy. And what I'm going to do here, I'm going to show you uh, different places where people have put America. And we're going to see if it fits or if it doesn't fit. Okay, we're going to see that. Then I'm going to give my observation of America in Bible prophecy. Then we'll look at the founders of America in their own words. We're going to see some amazing things there. Then we'll look at the sin of a nation reaching to heaven. Then we're going to look at has America's judgment begun? And then we're going to close out looking at America's only hope for God's mercy. Okay, we're going to see some amazing things. So we're going to start off with a a wonderful verse in Psalm. Okay, got it. Excellent. Psalm 33, 12. The scripture reads, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he have chosen for his own inheritance. Now I love this passage. Uh, We know uh, again it applies to Israel and and, any other nation but the scripture says blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. A nation is blessed when they uh, place God first. Uh, We can also say this cursed is the nation whose God is not the Lord. And again, we're going to see where America uh, is today. And again, I think it's going to really uh, be an eye opener. One of the most frequently asked questions in Bible prophecy is where is America in Bible prophecy? America's place of prominence in the world today has caused many to believe that she will always be around as America the great. One would figure that since God has blessed her more than any other nation in history, he must have he must have a place for her in his prophetic word. Many have tried to find America in Bible prophecy, and some have even gone to great lengths to make America fit into Bible prophecy. But I don't believe America is in prophecy in the same way as Israel, Russia, Iran, and other nations. Some look at this as a sign that America may not have her place of influence in the future. My personal belief is that America will be around in the future, but would not have the superpower status that we are experiencing today. And I really believe that. Uh, again, it's a strong statement, and I think uh, we're going to see going forward that that will be the case. Uh, we do know that the Antichrist, uh, he will be a one-world leader eventually, based on Scripture. We know that, too. Uh, so some things has to happen, and again, we're going to see that. Now, views of America's place in Bible prophecy. And again, what we're going to do, we're going to see some things here. Uh, I'm going I'm to quote two scholars to start this, this section off. Uh, the first one is Dr. David Reagan from his book, America the Beautiful. Listen to what he said. The persistent question about America's future has motivated many prophecy experts to resort to their imaginations. The unfortunate result uh, has been the discovery of the United States in some unusual passages. This This imaginative approach uh, to the interpretation of Bible prophecy is one of several f- factors that have motivated contempt for, bi- uh, for the whole field of the prophetic studies, prompting many to write it off as a playground for fanatics. And that is so true. Uh, there's a lot of fanciful stuff out there they have got to be very, very careful with, uh, because people will, again, write it off as a, as a, a playground for fanatics. I want to quote one other scholar. This is uh, Dr. Terry James from his book, The American Apocalypse. Listen to what he said. He said, the very fact that America's spectacular achievement one would think secures her place within the final prophetic disposition of nations, yet this nation is not referenced by name nowhere in Bible prophecy. That no mention of this of the most powerful and wealthiest nation in recorded history uh, is made in the Bible seems to be profoundly uh, a profoundly strange omission recognizing and acknowledging that this super nation state is not even alluded to by name there nevertheless remains room to ponder and again as a prophecy teacher I have been pondering because again I love my nation and I want to see my nation in prophecy like you see other nations but again I personally uh, we we're not As defined uh, uh, there. So in light of that, I'm going to give you some views that are taught about America's place in prophecy. Uh, The first one is found in Isaiah chapter 18, uh, verses 2 and 7. In this, it's called a scattered and peeled people, or a tall and smooth people. Now, when you read the text to me, it makes no sense whatsoever how this pertains to America. But again, this is some of the views that are taught out there. A uh, 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 tall and smooth people. Here's another one. Ezekiel chapter 38, uh, verse 13. It says, the merchants of Tarshish and all the young lions. Now, if this one fit, uh, all we're going to do in prophecy is question God uh, for coming into Israel. Uh, that's not much. If, if this verse fits, uh, I don't believe it fits for America. Here's the next one. Revelation chapter 12, verses 13 through 17. This is at the midpoint of the great tribulation. And it talks about Israel being delivered by a great eagle. Now, we know in the past, even in the book of uh, in the Old Testament time, God used the same terminology to deliver Israel. Uh, Many people believe because the American bald eagle is our uh, 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 bird of, you know, of of our nation. uh, Many people think, well, America is going to come to Israel's rescue. Uh, What I believe saints, is going to happen is this. I believe that God is going to remove the nation of Israel off of the breast of America. There's coming a day that God will get the glory for delivering Israel, not, not America. And God will let no nation have that glory when he delivered Israel. Uh, Ezekiel 38, 39, when that happens, that's going to be a supernatural event. God himself will literally get all the glory. He's not going to leave that to America. And I, I really don't believe this verse fits at all. Uh, again, that's just one of those views. Now, here's another one. Revelation chapter 18 verses 1 through 24. And here in chapter 18, it talks about the literal judgment of the city Babylon. Even though it talks about this great wealthy city, and uh, again, a lot of the things it talks about, it it literally sounds like America. Uh, I believe that this is the literal judgment of of Babylon during the time of Great Tribulation. Uh, Jeremiah's prophecy said that once God judges this last time, it says that the Arabs will never pitch their tent there. Uh, Revelation said that it would become a habitation of foul spirits and unclean birds. Uh, Again, this to me has nothing to do with the nation uh, of America. Now this last one I'm gonna give you is a little humorous, but I gotta give you this. Uh, And I actually heard a a, a preacher on the radio, he said, America is in prophecy because of the name Jerusalem. So look at the screen, I'm gonna bring in Jerusalem. Look at Jerusalem there. Now look in the center of Jerusalem, what do you see? (laughs) We're in prophecy, man. No, that's stretching. That's, that's reading a lot into it. Uh, that's not scripture. Uh, again, uh, this is not America in Bible prophecy. And I think we've got to be very, very careful uh, when we make these kind of claims. And again, I literally heard a preacher on the radio use this as America's place in prophecy. Now, I want to give you my observation of America in Bible prophecy. I do believe that America is in Bible prophecy, but not in the examples we have just seen. America can be found when she is compared to Israel in its relationship with God. God will respond favorably or unfavorably to America as long as she obeys his word. As long as Israel obeyed and honored God, she was a blessed nation. America was founded on godly principles. The forefathers of this great nation knew that in order for America to be a great nation in the eyes of God, it must first honor and obey the God of heaven. You know, Saints, it was no accident that this nation became a great nation. Now, I will say this. Uh, the founders were not perfect men. Uh, we know that uh, America's history. Uh, but uh, in the founding of this nation, they put God first, and they honored God. And when they did that, God blessed, blessed America. Now, if you don't believe America's blessed, I, I, t- I tell you do this, uh, go to another nation. Uh, I did a conference in uh, Tanzania, East Africa. We did a prophecy conference. The Lord really blessed that meeting. Uh, it was tremendous. But I realized I wasn't in America. Uh, when I came home, Saints, the first thing I did, I ran through customs. I ran to a water fountain. I can drink water anywhere. And then my next stop was McDonald's. (laughs) It was unbelievable. I realized then, saints, that we are a blessed nation. The poorest man here in America is blessed. Uh, I saw such poverty that it just blew me away. I felt like a multimillionaire when I left this country. America is a blessed nation. Uh, It was no accident that God allowed this nation uh, to be blessed. Now, America was a great nation at one time. But today, she has lost her moral footing. It was known as the Christian nation and looked upon as the moral conscience of the world. Almighty God has blessed America with great wealth, strength, and influence. But somewhere in the abundance of her blessing, she has forgotten the God of her forefathers who made her great. The scriptures declare this in Luke Twelve forty-eight. Jesus said, for, for unto whomsoever much is given, to him much is required. That's to us personally, but also, I believe that also refers to a nation. This nation has been given great wealth and strength and prosperity, uh, and, and God blessed us, uh, but we have forgotten. We've forgotten the God of heaven. And I really believe as a result of that, uh, we, we are witnessing some of the very things that we are seeing uh, seeing today. Now, I want to look here at the founders in their own words. Now, again, I want to go on the record. These were not perfect men, uh, but I do believe that God used them in the founding of this nation. And again, we're going to see some amazing things. So in that, I want to quote a few of these, uh, these great leaders. Uh, James Madison, he was a signature uh, signer of the Constitution. Listen to what he said. He said, a watchful eye must be kept on ourselves, lest while we are building ideal monuments of renown and bliss here, we neglect to have our names enrolled in the annals of heaven. He said, you know, we build these great monuments, but we need to be very, very careful that our names are written in the book of life. Uh, Listen to this. I I love what these guys say. Look at this one. Benjamin Rush. He was the signer of the Declaration of Independence. He was a Surgeon General of the uh, Continental Army. Listen what he said. He said, the gospel of Jesus Christ prescribes the wisest rule for just conduct in every situation of life. Happy they are, uh, happy who are in happy who are enabled to obey them in all situations. He said, My only hope of salvation is in the infinite, transcendent love of God manifest uh, to the world by the death of his son upon the cross nothing but the blood will wash away uh, uh, my sins. And he quote Acts uh, 22, 16. He said, I rely exclusively upon it. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. He quotes Revelation uh, 22, uh, uh, 20. Again, this is you know, the sign of the declaration. Uh, people talk about there's a separation of church and state. I, I, don't, I don't believe in that. Uh, scriptures all over, the, all over the, uh, you know, Washington. Look at this. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, he's one of my favorites. I love Abraham uh, Lincoln. He served uh, in the House of Representatives. Uh, he was the 16th president of the United States. Listen what he said. Uh, I believe Abraham Lincoln was a very godly man. He said this, the Lord is always on the side of the right, but it is my constant anxiety and prayer that I and this nation should be on the Lord's side. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. Uh, We have grown in number, wealth, power as no other nation has ever grown. Listen at this. But we have forgotten God. Uh, We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied, and enriched, and strengthened us. We have uh, vainly imagined uh, in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all, uh, all of these blessings were produced by some uh, superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Again, saints, this didn't happen accidentally. Uh, it wasn't something that we did, uh, just, just the, the good old fortitude of America. No, we put God first, and God blessed the nation. You put God first, God will bless the nation. You put God first in your home, he'll bless your home. Uh, you honor God first, He will always bless you. Uh, you put him behind and, and you're, gonna, you're gonna see what's going to happen. <laughs> Look at this next one. Daniel Webster. He was a U.S. Senator. He was the Secretary of State. Listen to what he said. He said, the Christian religion, its general principles must ever be regarded among us as the foundation of civil society. Whatever makes good men, whatever makes men good Christians, makes them good citizens. To the free and universal reading of the Bible, men are much indebted uh, for for right views of civil liberty. Listen to this. The Bible is a book which teaches man his own individual responsibility, his own dignity, and his equality with his fellow man. Uh, Again, I love what these men said. Now, I got one more for you. How many many have a Webster dictionary, or you've used a Webster dictionary? Uh, Let me show you the, the guy who started it. This is Noah Webster. He was, uh, he, he was the schoolmaster to America. He was the author of the first speller and the first dictionary. Listen to what he said. He said, the Christian religion in its purity, purity is the basis or rather the source of all genuine freedom in government. And I am persuaded that no civil government of a Republican form can exist and be durable in which the principles of that religion have not a controlling influence. The moral principles and precepts found in the scriptures ought to form the basis of all of our civil constitution and laws. And literally, a lot of the laws that we have on the books literally came directly from the word of God. Uh, it gave us principle. It gave us direction. Uh, it, it led us into becoming a great nation, but something has happened. Uh, the scriptures reads in Proverbs 29, 2: 29, It says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear through, the people mourn. Uh, this, this something to this saying. This, this is a reality. I'll give you one more here: Proverbs 14, 34. It says, Righteousness exalteth a nation. But sin is the reproach of any people. If you exalt sin over the things of God, you will get the consequences of exalting sin. And again, saints, uh, America has turned. Uh, It has turned. Uh, We're seeing some amazing things. And again, we're going to look at some things here now. Uh, my wife and I, we did a, a spiritual heritage tour with David Barton. And uh, what I didn't realize, even though you got some, you know, weird things there, but uh, uh, he get, he took us on a spiritual heritage tour of the Capitol. And I saw things that I never realized, and uh, it's just amazing. And so let me show you something. We went into the Capitol. Capital, in the rotunda, they also had another painting there. Uh, this one here, this is an amazing painting here. It says here, this is a painting of the pilgrims leaving Holland, in the Capitol rotunda. Now, what's amazing about this picture? This thing is massive. Uh, the government commissioned this painting, you know, of these pilgrims leaving, coming here. But what hit me so so hard was uh, this Bible that was open, and I mean, saints. When I say big, this thing is probably that big as far as the painting. It is massive. It is so big you can read what it says. And right here it says, "Our Lord Jesus Christ." I looked, man. I said, "Our Lord Jesus Christ in the Capitol. This is this is in the rotunda. You got you got you got all these different senators and congressmen congressmen passing past that statement every day. And they are making laws that are contrary to that book. I said, this says Jesus Christ in the Capitol. I was blown away. I said, look, I, said, I was just blown away. Look at this next one. This next one was a, a, a baptismal picture of Pocahontas. Uh, you know, Disney got Pocahontas wrong. They show her floating and talking to birds and leaves. No, no, unbiblical, unbiblical. Uh, this is her at her conversion, being baptized. Now, now, the government commissioned these type of paintings there. And again, this again shows uh, some of America's history. Uh, I never learned this in school. They never taught this once to me. Uh, and all through the Capitol, uh, they showed us uh, preachers and, and uh, ministers of the gospel uh, that, 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 that had their clergy robes on, but underneath they were ready for war. And again, these men, they were defending this, this great nation. And again, uh, again, we're, we're going to see some amazing things. Now, this one is so amazing to me. This is called the Relief Portrait Plaques of Lawgivers. Uh, this is in the United States Capitol Building. It's the home of the House and the Senate. And uh, they just, the, uh, the, the, the House just elected a new Speaker of the House. And I was so glad to hear this man refer to this. He actually referred to what I'm about to talk about now. Look at this. These, the plaques each measure, measure 28 inches in diameter. The 11 profiles in the eastern half of the chamber face the left and the 11 in the western uh, half face the right. Look at this. Uh, So that all look toward the full face relief of Moses in the center of the north wall. This uh, senators, congressmen, they passing by Moses every day and making laws, things that are contrary to God. I mean, they have full faith. This is the great lawgiver. This is part of America's history. Something has happened. What's happening now, they are moving the Ten Commandments from all the courts. Uh, they don't want our young people to know, uh, you know that, that, the, that the Ten Commandments had influence on America. Uh, when you do that, you remove landmarks and things like that, it creates a problem in your society. Again, saying, this is just amazing. Now, the sins of a nation reaching to heaven, and I really believe, saints, where we are today is in a very dangerous place in America. Uh, this is not the America that that I've known uh, for almost well for 64 years. Uh, things have happened that is just unbelievable. So, in light of that, I want to quote from the book, and this one book you you might want to try to get uh, is by Dr. David Reagan. It's called American Suicide. And you see here, uh, uh, he has a nine millimeter that says humanism. Okay. Dr. Reagan asserts the brutal fact that our nation has turned its back on the one who has blessed us so abundantly. He contends that our fundamental problem is not systematic racism, but rather it is systematic godlessness. We are a nation that has forgotten God. The consequences are apostate churches and a uh, society consumed with immorality and violence. Saints, what we are witnessing is a direct result of a nation turning away from God. And what's sad, even in the churches, many churches are turning away from God. Dr. Reagan shares from the scriptures how God deals with a nation he has blessed that turns against him. America has crossed the point of no return and is thus on a path to self destruction If you don't believe that, just watch your news, watch your TV programming. Every year we go a level level deeper in debauchery and sin. Every year we go, you know, I I say, you know, they can't top what they did last year and they top it every year. Uh, We go a level deeper uh, in sin in the nation. Quoting here from Dr. Erwin Lutzer from his book, Is God on America's Side? You know, many people think today that God is in heaven, and Jesus in heaven, wrapped in an American flag. Don't believe that. Uh, the section is called The Banished God Retrieved. Listen at this. So, after 9 11, to borrow a phrase from R.C. Sproul, God was allowed off the reservation for a few months to fulfill his responsibility to bless us. But once our nation felt secure again, God was safely tucked away. Church attendance declined, and the so-called wall of separation of church and state was built a notch higher. Listen to this. God is even less welcome now in the affairs of our public life uh, than he was before 9-11. Saints, 9-11 was a wake-up call to America. And what did we do? We just leaned over and hit the snooze button, went back to sleep. On 9-11, I know in our church in San Diego, it was packed. Uh, we had a lot of members of our church. They just walked off the job. They didn't kept to get fired. They walked off the job, and they came to church. I mean, they were praying. And, and it was amazing, too, because this really affected the nation. Uh, you even had the House and the Congress on the steps of the Capitol singing uh, a Christian song. I mean, they were affected. But once things went back to business as usual, they, in, they brought in laws that was even worse than laws that were already on the books. Saints, I believe the judgment of God is coming upon America. The scripture reads in Psalm 917, uh, 9, uh, The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. There's consequences for forgetting God. There's consequences for, uh, for not keeping God in your mind, keeping God uh, as part of your life and thought. There's consequences. In the book of Genesis here, uh, you know, again, I'm going to read this. this I, I, I like this passage. This is Genesis chapter 9, I mean 19, verses 12 and 13. Um, I'm dealing with the section, has, has the sins of a nation reached to God? Uh, this is dealing with Lot. So look at this. And the men said to Lot, Has thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place. Because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord have sent us to destroy it. Uh, These two angels were sent on assignment by God to burn the five cities of Sodom and Gomorrah off the map. The scripture says that their sin, the cry of it reached to heaven, and God said, I'm done, I'm done. He sent angels, but he pulled righteous Lot out of that city. Uh, The scripture tells us that Lot was in that city, but it vexed him. It said it vexed his righteous soul. I want to say something, saints. If this world and this nation is not vexing your soul, then something's wrong.
0: We've been listening to a portion of a presentation Donald Perkins gave at our Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference last October. The entire presentation is America in Bible Prophecy and his presentation on the coming Mark of the Beast are now available on DVD. Both of these timely presentations will encourage your faith and help you know America's place in Bible prophecy and the details of the coming Mark of the Beast. Order your copy when you call 1-800-652- 1144 Or you can order on our website, SWRC.com. Also available for the first time is the entire Columbus Conference. All 12 speakers. 20 total presentations. One complete DVD set. Part of this complete set is Jonathan Kahn's presentation on the Josiah Manifesto. Order the complete Columbus, Ohio Conference DVD set today. When you call one 800 652 one one four four. That's one 800 652 Tomorrow, we'll hear more from the Columbus Conference when Doug Stoffer shares his thoughts on surviving the tribulation. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.